a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's no secret that in America, especially when it comes to our politics, we're deeply polarized. And many people. Just kind of poke around. What's the solution? What's the answer to all of that? I've always said that we need to get rid of instant certainty is one of the plagues. And I think uh, the one that goes along with that is uh, because we're so deep into our own bubbles, we lose our curiosity about others uh, and really having that desire to understand each other better and reconsider our opinions. So we found some great research coming out of John Templeton Foundation. Uh, if you haven't gone and checked out their thing, there's, there's so much there that's so powerful. Uh, but I think they are on to a principle uh, that I think could be absolutely critical for where we need to go as a nation. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as I mentioned, the Templeton Foundation has uh, put out a report on intellectual humility. Intellectual humility. Mark Leary is a psychologist at Duke University and uh, led that uh, and joins us now on the line. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, boy. Good afternoon. Uh, I think this is, uh, when I saw this pop up uh, in my email, uh, I know this is work you've done uh, over a period of years, and uh, this whole idea of intellectual humility, I thought, oh, that's a beautiful way to frame it. So for our listeners, frame that for us. What is it to have an intellectual humility in our mindset? Well, we've known for years that most people overestimate their understanding of the world, and they overestimate the degree to which they are personally correct about things. Intellectual humility is simply recognizing that whatever you might believe, whatever your viewpoints may be, you could potentially be wrong. It's not to say you are wrong, but can you keep in mind, no matter what you believe or no matter what opinions you're asserting, that you might be wrong about this because you're probably overestimating the likelihood that you're correct. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you, you use the W word, the wrong. I think it's a, <laughs> hard for uh, a lot of folks to even consider that they might possibly, possibly be wrong uh, about something. And part of that, I think, is social media and so many things that have us just hunkered down and dug in uh, on what we think we know, as you said, and uh, and what we believe. Uh, and so as you look at this idea of intellectual humility, uh, it's it's not only just that uh, idea that I might be wrong, but it's also having that ability to reconsider what we think we know. Absolutely, because if you go through life believing that everything that you think already is completely correct, you don't need to reconsider evidence. You don't need to listen to other people. If they disagree with you, they're automatically wrong. But if you keep it in the back of your mind, I might be wrong this time. I might be incorrect, or I might at least not be any better than anybody else in my beliefs. Then you're going to reconsider evidence at every turn and really ask yourself, am I as right as I think I am? Are there holes in my logic? Is, are there holes in my understanding? So the first thing is simply to recognize you might be wrong. And then once you recognize there's a possibility, 
then you're going to pay more attention to people who disagree with you and to the evidence that's out there. Yeah. So as you looked at that, how did you actually get into measuring that intellectual humility? What is it that we should be looking for? Um, there are several measures out there that the researchers are using, but they basically come down to the degree to which people admit that they might be wrong, even in their, in their fundamental beliefs. And people differ on that. There are some people who say, yes, I hold firm beliefs, but any one of these could be wrong. How do I know I have an inside route to the truth? There's other people who say, no, almost everything that I think, it's right. I mean, I'm just absolutely certain about what I believe. And again, I said we have to keep in mind the average person, clearly, research shows in dozens of studies, overestimates how well they understand things mm-hmm. by objective evidence. Yeah. People think they're more correct about the facts than they are, and they're more certain about the validity of their viewpoints and opinions. So if we start with that, no reasonable person would think that they are right about 100% of the stuff in the world. And once you realize that, then you have to begin to pay more attention to dissenting opinions and other sources of information. Oh, that's great. Before we get into some strategies for enhancing and, and uh, modeling and, and deploying intellectual humility, let's just talk about some of the benefits really quick from, uh, from all of the studies that you've gone through. What is the impact on intellectual humility and well-being, kind of our overall state? Um, there are a number of things. One is you have higher quality relationships with other people because you're not arguing about each and every little thing. You're going to ask yourself, does this really matter, first of all, because we argue with each other about tons of things that don't matter. And even if it does matter, how do I approach this disagreement with the person? I will approach it very differently if I think, you know, maybe I don't have a full handle on this. You're going to approach it differently if you think that way, then I'm absolutely certain I'm right and this other person is an idiot. So it improves the quality of our interactions. It improves our relationships. It doesn't mean you believe everything that ever the people tell you. No, you're going to be critical about what they say as well, but be critical about what you believe. I think it also helps in, in, uh, in work situations for people to be able to negotiate and compromise better. If I think I'm 100% right about everything, why should I compromise with you? Why should I negotiate? You're wrong. But if you leave the door open that maybe your view is not perfect, even if you don't think you're wrong, is it perfect? Are there ways we can change your, my idea to make it better, perhaps? People negotiate. They compromise. That allows people to be more creative in business organizations, for example, because I listen to you better and you listen to me better, and together we come up with something better than either of us could if we were entrenched in our own view. So there are a number of benefits. Oh, that's fantastic. And let's go real quickly to, uh, through some strategies. How do we actually increase that intellectual humility? I think the first thing is really to remind ourselves continually that what we believe might be wrong. And I know it never seems wrong. Of course it doesn't, because we would never say, well, I believe this, but I'm probably wrong, because if you're probably wrong, you wouldn't believe it. So we just simply need to understand anything we firmly believe, we're going to think we're 100 percent correct. But that's impossible. We can't always be right. (laughs) We have research showing that the average person in disagreements with other people believe that they are the one who's correct at least two thirds of the time. So everybody admits, yeah, I'm wrong sometimes. But the average person believes they're right two thirds of the time when they disagree with someone. That's a statistical impossibility. So just walk through life reminding yourself you might be wrong. How could you possibly have all of the information and all of the correct perspectives so that everything you believe is correct? Leave the door open at every turn. Sometimes you'll look at the evidence and you'll listen to other people and say, no, I I was right in this case. I still think I'm right. There's other times you'll go, well, I'm not quite sure. 
So even if you believe you're right, if you hold it, that belief more tentatively, you're going to interact with other people differently when you talk about these topics. Yeah, this is such a, a fabulous topic, and it, it is why we call this segment of the show Think Again, uh, because it is about that intellectual. <laughs> that's a great title. That's a great title. <laughs> that's where that's we focus on this you know, idea of getting rid of the instant certainty that we see, that we become incredibly curious. Uh, all of those things are so powerful. Uh, Mark Leary is a psychologist at Duke University. Mark, I'd love to have you back on the program and do a, a deeper dive on this. I think this is critical, not just in our personal lives. I think this is critical for, for the freedom and the future of the country. Uh, because if we I lose agree. that intellectual humility, if we lose that ability to show restraint and to suspend judgment, uh, then, uh, then we have a whole host of other problems we're going to be dealing with. But, uh, Mark, thanks so, much Absolutely. For, thanks so much for joining us today. Great research, great piece. Uh, appreciate the work uh, both there at the uh, Duke University and also at the uh, John Templeton Foundation. Thanks so much. Great talking with you. That's great stuff. I love starting the show with that. Uh, we're going to be intellectually humble throughout the remainder of this program, as we always try to do, to suspend judgment, to think, you know what, I may not be right. Someone else may have a different perspective. I'm not going to be instantly uh, certain about who's right, who's wrong, and what happened, uh, because we know over time that plays out very, very differently. We have to suspend judgment. We've got to learn to get rid of instant certainty. We have to make sure we stay incredibly curious about the people and the world around us if we're ever going to create a better future. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.